Welcome to the She Speaks Truth podcast, speaking God's truth over you. Hey y'all, what's up? It's your girl Jess. Welcome to another episode of the She Speaks Truth podcast, always and forever speaking God's truth over you. So excited uh, to be doing another episode. Oh my gosh, we're going on a month of the podcast. No, we're on a month now. Um, And I'm just so excited and just so grateful. And you guys are going to always hear me say this, excited, grateful, humbled to just know that I have this opportunity uh, to speak into your lives and thank you for stopping by like I appreciate it because you really don't have to stop by um I mean if I wasn't getting any listeners then it would just be like girl why are you recording you need to stop recording because ain't nobody trying to listen to you um but I'm so grateful I think it was two weeks ago I um you know celebrated 150 listens of the podcast um and since then it has pretty much doubled i think we're at like i don't even know of course i know but like we're at i think like 248 250 something like that so we're almost like we've almost doubled the amount of listens and i'm honestly so grateful and so humbled and thank you for for stopping by and and i will always say thank you for taking the time out to to send me a dm to be like hey jess like i really enjoyed this podcast this podcast has been speaking to me i really appreciate it however not even however in addition (laughs) i want to challenge you and ask you to do me a favor so for those who are listening on apple wherever you are listening leave me a review like give your girl some love and leave her a review like hey you know what i'm saying and why i'm saying that is because reviews is what make other people listen to the podcast right so Leave me a nice little review. Uh, tell the other people how much you love my podcast. Amen and praise the Lord. Amen. Um, and also share it with somebody. Share it with somebody. Please do. Uh, when you have something good, you don't keep it to yourself. Like, yo, there is this podcast called She Speaks Truth. It's by this girl named Jessica. And she speaks truth. She speaks God. She, what am I saying? She speaks God's truth over you. Right? So please share it with somebody. Um, uh, I really hope that the identity series was a blessing. Um, I pray that for those who listened to the worship and intercession podcast last week, that it really touched you. I got a few messages around that as well. And if you haven't listened, listen, listen, sis and bro and whoever you need to go listen to that podcast right because the spirit of god was like all up in that podcast like it wasn't even just anymore it was literally the spirit of god was all up in that podcast and then when you don't listen to it i need you to share that with auntie and them with your sister with your enemy everybody needs to get that little worship and intercession in their spirits because listen we are living in some the scripture calls it perilous times like what are we on now week who's counting week how, how much now week a whole leap of this of this pandemic quarantine social isolation social distancing like it is just insane you know i really give god thanks whenever anybody asks me jessica how you're doing my answer has been honestly i am doing better than i should be i know that if it was me two years ago that i probably would not be as well as i am like are things perfect absolutely not like today i had big big plans (laughs) of all the things that i wanted to do and to be honest like I didn't get done every single thing like my productivity is not where I would like it to be um, but I'm okay I'm making it and I'm being patient with myself and I'm showing myself compassion and I will encourage you to do the same because listen I have food to eat amen 
I am still getting paid and that is not the testimony of everyone else. Um, so which means I still have a job. Um, I have a roof over my head. I have family and friends. No one thus far, knock on wood, that is close to me has contracted the virus. So I have so much to give God thanks for. And the the song says, it is with this that we give him praise. And so honestly, I am just so grateful. I really am so grateful. So today, so we're starting a new series on soul care. I am so excited about this series. I really am because I really believe that it is the next step from identity. It is a cumulative thought. It is amalgamated. It has to be mixed into identity because when we talk about our soul, it is the core of who we are. So I'm super excited to be talking about to be talking about soul care. So what is soul care? So we always hear people talk about self-care and, you know, self-care has become something that is super commercialized. It is depicted through hashtags and Instagram posts and, you know, self-care, self-care. But soul care is deeper than that, right? Self-care, we can say sometimes can be superficial. Like if we can be really honest, like I really feel like a lot of um, the market has, um, what's the word, has really capitalized, there we go, on, on self-care because we know that we have like a huge wellness culture right now, right? And so it's so important that we know that there's something deeper than self-care. So I'm not saying that self-care is bad. I'm saying that there's something deeper than self-care and it's called soul care, so when we look at soul care, soul care is literally taking into account our souls in a holistic way. It's therefore looking at everything mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and physically, right? It's going beyond the superficial stuff. It's digging a little deeper. So soul care is literally connecting with our the core of who we are, our friends, and our family, and God in a meaningful and intentional way. Like that is what soul care is like soul care is not the superficial stuff right it's it's really not it's not about the superficial stuff it's beyond getting a pedicure it's beyond getting a massage it's beyond just the physical stuff so because a lot of times we think that self-care is about getting things done to us in terms of like getting my hair done and Uh, massages and all that kind of stuff and that stuff is good so that part is a part of self-care but it's not just that there's a deeper element to that which is what we call now self-care so something that is super important to know and I, I probably mentioned this before but it's really about getting to the core of who we are so we talked about identity but self-care sorry soul care is really about getting to the core like getting to the inner inner parts of who we are like digging deep and we're going to talk a little bit more about that so another reason why um i wanted to talk about soul care is because during this pandemic and i may repeat it again but during this time it's really important that we take care of our souls it is so imperative that we take care of our souls And that's why I believe that God gave me this topic to talk about, about self-care, because everyone is, not everyone, a lot of people are aiming to practice self-care, but it's a little deeper than that because it is through these times that the enemy will try to plant seeds in our soul. And then we come out of this pandemic dealing with things or working through things that we never thought we would be working through are things that we never experienced before. So I know a lot of people talking about, talked about the fact that, you know, they've experienced anxiety. They, they feel sad all of a sudden, like different things like that. Those are the ways in which the enemy will plant seeds. And before you know it, we come out of this thing and we are struggling with anxiety or we're struggling with depression or we have PTSD. So, which is post-traumatic stress disorder. So it's very important that we are protecting our souls and we're being very, very, very intentional about that. 
uh, something that the Lord kept showing me. He showed me a vision of like an egg in a nest. So I'm a very visual person. So if you can close your eyes and visualize it with me. Um, but he kept showing me the vision of an egg in a nest. Um, and generally, you know, this egg would probably be, or this nest would be in the top of a tree somewhere because, you know, the mother has laid that egg and now is waiting for the egg to hatch. And so it's just in the nest as a protective, as a protective sphere, right? And the Lord says that just how that egg needs to be protected, just so our souls need to be protected in this time. And so it's so important that we are guarding our souls, like literally building boundaries around our soul. And we're going to talk about how, how to, how to do this. So why are we talking about it? We're talking about it because it's necessary. It is so necessary. Proverbs 4 and 23 tells us to keep our heart with all diligence. So we have to be diligent about it. We have to be intentional about it because out of it flows the issues of life. Right. So whatever gets into our soul is going to affect how we live. Whatever gets into our soul is going to affect how we live. Right. And so we must understand that in order to protect our soul, that we have got to put together some important strategies and different things like that and how we're going to protect our soul. But before we talk about that, I want us to break it down a little bit. And I'm not going to get too deep (laughs) into kind of like the difference between um, mind or between soul, body and spirit. Um, But I'm just going to give like a very, very, very brief synopsis of of what that is. So essentially man is, is, is tripartite, which means that we are spirit, we are soul and we are flesh, right? So we are beings that are soul, spirit and flesh. And so our spirit has already been renewed in Christ, right? This happens when because his spirit lives in us and he has filled up with filled us with his spirit when we, you know, got baptized and we were filled with his spirit. Our spirits are now renewed. We are regenerated, we are already restored, we're living in that restored identity because of his blood, right? So our spirit is 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 good, it's secure, we are good to go where that is concerned. Then we have our flesh. (laughs) I remember one time, I don't know if this was a preacher, but you know, for those of us who grew up in like old school apostolic churches, where they talk about the fact that the flesh will take you farther than you want to go. Amen. And praise the Lord. And some, it's, it's, it could be a very hard thing to con- control our flesh. I know in Romans chapter seven, we talk about the warring in our members, in our flesh, right? And so sometimes the flesh wants what the flesh wants, right? Because sometimes the flesh wants a cupcake and you got to speak to that flesh. You got to say flesh, be subject in the name of Jesus, be subject in the name of Jesus. Sometimes the flesh just wants what the flesh wants. And so there's a constant warring now between the spirit and the flesh, right? The, spirit, the scripture says that we must walk after the spirit and not after the flesh because we have the spirit of Christ living in us that is available and willing to lead us. But we now have to say, okay, I'm going to live according to the spirit. And so that's what Paul was talking about when he said that there's a constant warring in this between the spirit and the flesh. So the spirit is saying, hey, You got to be led in this way, but your flesh is saying, no, man, like do this thing. Like you guys remember TV shows back in the day, the the show that I'm, (laughs) that I'm thinking about is, um, family matters. And so forever, Steve Urkel always had like two angels on his shoulder. He had the good angel and the bad angel, the good angel telling him to do the good thing. And then the bad, that's literally how the spirit and the flesh work. Saints, the spirit is telling you, Hey, you know, you got to read your Bible. You got to pray. You got to fast. But your flesh is telling you, nah, fam, watch Netflix, watch the whole series, you don't really need to pray. Your flesh is telling you to sleep in. Your flesh is telling you to do all that stuff. And so there's a constant pulling and a constant tug of war between the spirit and the flesh. But then now there is the soul, right? Our soul is the core of who we are. That is the seat of our will and our emotions. This is what the enemy comes after the most, 
right? We hear that we hear we often hear the term the enemy of our souls, or what will it profit a man to gain this whole world and lose his one soul, right? The soul is almost like a stamp or an identity of who we are. Like I, I, I hope I'm, I'm, I'm. The soul is almost like the fingerprint of who we are, of of what people cannot see, if that makes sense. So people see us on the outside, they see the external aspects of us, but then there's a deeper dimension of that. There's a deeper aspect of that, and that is our soul. The enemy will always try to come after our soul. How does he come after our soul? He comes through our minds, right? The enemy enters our soul, through our minds because our mind is the gateway to our soul. So what is our soul? What does that look like? Why do we need to have soul care, right? This is where the damage happens, right? This is where we are affected through our soul. Whatever happens to us literally can sit in our soul. And so that's why it is so important that we are protecting our soul. How do how do our souls get tainted or affected? As I said before, it is through our mind. It is through the 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 the, the series of events that may happen to us over the course of our lives, whether it be traumatic events, whether it be hurt, whether it be unforgiveness, or any of those things, they literally sit in our soul. Like, I, I'm a very visual person, so when I speak, I usually use um, terms that we can visualize. And so it's literally like that trauma, that thing is sitting in our soul, right? And so it's like, okay, I've gone through a traumatic event and I cannot seem to get over it. It keeps coming back in my life. It keeps manifesting itself in my life. That because That's because it is literally in the depths of your soul and it is now affecting who you are. So our soul is our internal disposition. Our soul is our internal identity. And then our out, outward appearance, our outward identity is what people see. And so that's why it's so important that we take care of our souls. Because when we take care of our souls, then that now will reflect on the outside. It is so important that we're taking care of our souls because whatever is going on in our souls... It's going to reflect on the outside. If somebody is at war in their souls, at some point, as much as we would want to cover it up, as much as we as ladies would probably want to cover it up with with our hair and makeup and, and well-dressed outfits and different things like that, and we look all put together on the outside, on the inside, we are at war. And I think I talked about this in, in one of our identity podcasts. I don't remember exactly which one, but it's so important that we are settling the war within. It's, it's, it's like, I hear the Lord saying that it's time that our internal disposition aligns with what we are presenting on the outside. Like how many of us can truly say that what I'm feeling on the inside, what I experience in clo- behind closed doors is what I is the, is 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 what I'm actually showing forth. Like how many of us can actually say that? How many of us can actually say you know what? Whatever I'm feeling on the inside is who I am on the outside. Like I look like I'm at peace on the outside, but I'm also at peace on the inside. I look joyful on the outside, but I'm also feeling like joy on the inside. How many of us can actually say that? Like, is that a fact? Is that a reality of 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 what we're actually feeling and what we're actually experiencing? And so that is why we talk about soul care. It's important to take care of our souls as as much as we take care and. So I'm reading this book right now called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, and honestly, it debunks so much of what we've learned in church like it, it in terms of becoming in terms of being spiritually mature because when we talk about spiritual spiritual maturity uh some of the things that that come to mind when with how we've been brought up in in church is you know how long we've been in church if we have a title do you have the holy ghost when last you speak in tongues 
Um, what are some other things? How often do you read your Bible? How often do you pray? How often do you attend church? These are the things. This is the 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 the, the bar, the parameter for what spiritual maturity is. But Pete Scazzaro in this book says, if you are not emotionally mature, then you are not spiritually mature. And that debunks so much of what we've been taught in in church around being spiritually mature. He says, if you are not emotionally mature, you are not spiritually mature. And so it's time for those two things literally to come into alignment that we are spiritually mature and that we are emotionally mature. Honestly, when I dig deep and I read this book, I'm like, there's so much work for me to do. There's literally so much work for me to do. Like, why, why? I'm actually like, I'm not lying. Like, when I read the book, I'm like, no, no, no. There's so much work for me to do. Like, this aspect of discipleship that we've been taught is so scary to believe that because I'm an evangelist, because I preach, because I do these things, that I am spiritually mature. And that is not the case. That is not the case. It's like there's so much deeper than that. There's so many of us that we can't even sit with ourselves. Like when was the last time we've sat with ourselves? And so that's why I'm like, that's what the scripture says, be still and know that I am God. Like, because so many times I, I've heard this said that like there are preachers or pastors or ministers or whomever people who love the bride of Christ more than Christ loves the bride of Christ. Like, like sometimes we, we, I, I remember the song that Tamla Laman sang, um, take me to the King. She said, I'm all churched out. And so I'm wondering now in this time of pandemic, if Christ is saying, y'all is too churched out, you need to be still and you need to just sit in my presence. And there's something powerful about stillness. And I'm going to talk about that in a bit, but there's something powerful about, about stillness, about when we sit with ourselves, like when was the last time you sit, you sat with yourself and really ask yourself, how am I doing? How am I feeling? How am I coping? And especially in this time, it's so, so imperative and so important that we do that because we have got to come out of this thing in one piece. We have got to come out of this thing with our minds intact. Listen, we may not come out with all of our finances intact. We may not come out with our jobs intact. We may not come out with some relationships intact, but listen, we need to come out of this in one piece with our mind intact. We have got to come out of this thing with our minds intact because it is so, so important. And so I, I encourage us to literally to be still, like to sit in stillness. Like I know for myself, like I'm over hustle culture. I'm so over hustle culture that's telling everybody, oh, if you're not, if you come out of this and you're not productive, listen, that is a lie from the pit of hell because we are actually going through a collective traumatic event right now. It's collective trauma. And so it's important that, as I said before, we are protecting our souls just like that egg in that nest where it's being protected in that nest. We need to, the scripture says, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. Listen, we have got to make sure that we are dwelling. We have got to make sure that our soul is dwelling when it's not just about the external things. It's not just about jumping on a Facebook live when church is happening. It's not about that. It's literally about sitting in the presence of God. It's literally about God. I need you in this moment. I need your protection, your edge of protection around my soul, around my mind, God. I need you to keep my mind. There's a song that says, keep my mind, keep my mind in this troubled world that is tossing to and fro, keep my mind. And I think it's important that we really have, have a, have a disposition of God. Keep my mind, keep my mind. So soul care, we have got to make sure that we are protecting our souls. We have got to make sure that we know what's actually happening in, in our souls, because if we don't know what's happening, the moment I 
began to have an understanding of what was happening in my soul, I began to live life better. If that makes sense. You know, people like I'm living my best life. Again, it's external stuff. Living your your best life is about being holistically well. Living your best life is about knowing that inside I am good. Like I am whole. I feel well. I am good. I actually have real joy. I actually have real peace. Like I have a, a, a an actual whole internal disposition. That is what living your best life is about. Living our best life is not about traveling. Living our best life is not about all of the accolades and the things that we can attain in this world. It none of that stuff matters. Yes, it's great, but it it it's it what will it profit us again to gain this whole world and lose our one soul? And if a lot of the times you look at that in the context of, um, you know, I'm not going to be worldly or I'm not going to live a life of sin. Yes, we can look at it in that context, but what will it profit us to, to what's the word now? What will it profit us to, to look as if we're just doing so well but on the inside, we didn't get to live the life that God really called us to live. The scripture says the enemy comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But what does Christ do? He comes that we may have life and that we may have it more abundantly. How many of us can actually say that we are living in the abundant life that Christ has for us? How many of us can actually say that we are living in the abundant life that Christ has for us? And again, it is not about all of the things that we can attain in this life. It is not about that, but it's literally about living well internally. Um, there's this book called Wholeness by Torrey Robert. And he his tagline for the book is winning, winning in life from the inside out. When you begin to win on the inside it will show on the outside how many of us that when we are not well on the inside so our souls are not well you know what let me back up rewind let me come again we know or we can gauge whether or not our souls are doing well based off of how we are doing in certain areas. I think so. If we are, and and when I say certain areas, I mean key areas. So not if you're killing it at work, because a lot of times we hide our pain and our trauma in our work. But how are your relationships with your friends? Can you hold a, a, a good relationship with your friends? Do your friends see you as toxic? Or... Do your friends uh, see you, do you have this superhero syndrome where you feel like you always need to be the one that's there for your friends, right? You feel like, so, okay, externally, it's like, I'm I'm gonna be there when they call on me, da, 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 but internally, you're struggling on the inside, and this was me, where I'm like, but how come I'm always there for everyone and no one else is there for me? Think about that. For those of us who are married, We know how well our souls are doing with how this affects our relationships with our spouses. We know how well our souls are doing when we, if if, if we don't have good relationships with our, with significant people in our lives, siblings, um, parents, whatever, we need to check our souls. We need to check what is the trauma, what is the thing that happened to me, why this relationship is not going well with this person, or why is my why why is there such a, a a stain right now on my soul? Like why do I feel as though I just can't communicate with my spouse in this way? This is what soul care is about. It's taking the flashlight and shining it inwards and looking and doing introspective work to see how can I be better? How can I be better? That is soul care. That is what that means to do that introspective work. A lot of us um, I think it's in Matthew chapter, I think it's Matthew chapter seven. Um, I don't remember exactly where, but the scripture talks about the fact that judge not lest he be judged. 
I was like this, right? Where I'm like, oh, so-and-so is not doing this. So-and-so is not doing that. When Christ said to me, Jess, how are you taking the log out of somebody else's eye when you have a log in your eye? How are you here being critical of, 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 of sister, of sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so when you got your own traumas to deal with? You got your own stuff in your own soul to deal with. And a lot of times the, 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 the what's the word? Come on, Jess, the reflection or the, what's the word I'm looking for? Y'all don't laugh at me. What's the word I'm looking for? The state, there you go. The state of our soul will manifest in how we see others. So we talked about this in 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 our last in our last series. The state of our soul will manifest in how we see others. So you see so and so as 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 I don't know, a judgmental person or whatever the case may be. I know for myself that there was a particular set of people, a particular person that I was seeing as mean and rude and da 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 da, and I had to sit down and I had to do some self care not self-care, sorry, soul care. And when I sat down and I did that soul care, you know what, what God began to show me? He began to show me that that person was a trigger for you because they reminded you of somebody who hurt you as a child. And I was like, wow. So that person, you know, even though they did what they did and they who, they're, they're who they are, it was less about them and it was more about me. And so that's what soul care is. It's literally saying, you know what? I acknowledge that this person made me feel that way. I acknowledge that this situation made me feel that way. But why? It's having a question of why. It's doing introspective work. Because a lot of the times we are so quick to blame other people when we have work to do on the inside. So. How do we practice soul care? I'm going to give you five points as to how to practice soul care. So the first one is we have got to be intentional. We have got to be intentional about practicing soul care. We have got to be intentional. We have got to say, you know what? I'm going to be intentional in sitting with myself and figuring out what's going on. A part of how I I practice soul care is the fact that I started seeing a therapist. I'm not going to give you too much information on that um, because I want to do an actual podcast on that, on how therapy saved my life. Um, But I started doing therapy because I was realizing that, so I think I mentioned this in other podcasts, don't remember, um, but I had two mental breakdowns in the space of eight months and I was like, no, something was happening and I saw a third one coming up again and I saw that it was just coming to the surface. Like, so when something is happening in your soul, when something is happening in your soul and, 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 your, and, and, and it begins to bubble over, you need to take care of it. We need to make sure that we're taking care of it. And that's something that I was realizing. I was like, man, this thing is bubbling over. It's bubbling over in my relationships. It's bubbling over in my attitude. It's bubbling over in my work ethic. Like it's literally like bubbling over. I'm not going to say overflowing because I'm going to leave that to the spirit of living God. Uh, I want the spirit to, to, to overflow. This thing was bubbling over. It was like hot lava and it was bubbling over. And so part of the way that I was intentional is is seeing a therapist. Another way in which I was intentional is I sit with God. I literally sit with God and I sit with my feelings and I sit with my emotions. And even when they're uncomfortable, especially those raw emotions when they're so uncomfortable, oh my God, like it's going to feel as though you're exposed. It's going to feel as though you're naked, but it's so necessary to sit with emotions don't skip over your emotions don't skip over your emotions it's 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 not healthy there's something that used to happen to me that I didn't realize two things so one of the things that my therapist my first therapist appointment let me tell you it was so uncomfortable 
oh my god it was so uncomfortable i am not a big fidgeter and i was i have a pandora bracelet and i was like fidgeting with the bracelet and i i was shaking my leg and i felt naked like my my insides felt naked i don't know <laughs> how else to describe it but i felt so naked i felt so vulnerable but one of the things that i was doing that my therapist called me out on on the first day was like she was like you are laughing about things that you should be crying about. And I was like, uh, okay. And that's when the tears started to flow. So a, a coping mechan- mechanism for me was, I'm a, I'm a big jokester. I'm a big, I love to laugh. I love, I'm, I'm a very, I'm, I just love to laugh. I love to make people laugh. But it was also one of my coping mechanisms. And so I can truly say honestly that now I'm experiencing real joy. Like I'm actually laughing for real and feeling my emotions. I'm not brushing things over. That's something that I used to do. I used to just brush things over. But that's something we've been taught to do a lot in the black community, right? We've been taught to brush our emotions and our feelings under our, under under the rug. And our feelings and emotions sometimes as children were never validated, right? And so I'm learning to validate my emotions, to validate my feelings, to be like, no, you felt this way for a reason. Sit with it, comb through it, do whatever you got to do through it to see why you felt that way. So I'm intentional in like reading books and making sure that I am good as I comb through and go through my emotions. Another thing that is really important in being intentional is we need to dig deep. We need to dig deep and go beneath the surface. I think that our society has really taught us how to live on the surface. Everything is so surface level. There's very little depth to anything. Very little depth to anything. Everything is quick and everything is surface level, right? It's so surface level, so surface level. And so it's so important that we are taking the time to dig deep literally dig deep some things and some emotions and some things that we've buried we need to dig deep why because it's 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 bubbling over like lava why am i like this why why <laughs> you know <laughs> you know sometimes when you ask somebody well i ask people this i ask my husband this all the time i will we be doing something stupid i'm like babe why are you like this <laughs> like why are you like this we need to ask ourselves the question why am i like this what why am i like this and we need to dig deep we honestly need to dig deep dig deep get away from the surface stuff right dig deep and 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 i talked about just a while ago about you know that laughing over my emotions and i had to i had to dig deep to find things that actually bring me joy what brings me joy I don't think I really knew what brought me joy because I wasn't digging deep enough to have an understanding of what brought me joy. I was having surface joy. I was having surface peace. And anything on the surface can easily be washed away, right? If you have surface joy, as soon as the enemy, as soon as something happens, the enemy will come and what he will kill, steal and destroy. And he comes to what? Steal our joy. But Christ comes that we may have life and we may have it more abundantly. When it's abundant, it's overflowing. It's not bubbling over. You know what I mean? So it's it's important that we're digging deep. For me, I had to dig deep to find, okay, what brings me joy? What What makes me feel joy? I didn't realize that I was going through so much of my life numb. I was actually numb. Like I was numb to so many things. Like there's a strange thing that used to happen to me. Um, I remember when I was, I think, 18, my my little cousin died in a car accident. And I don't think I ever cried about it. I don't think I ever cried about it because I was so numb. I didn't realize how numb I was. I had no feeling to any to to not a lot of things i had no feeling i would laugh through things i didn't have real joy it was all surface stuff and so encourage us to find ways to dig deep right another another way that we practice self-care is being mindful of our relationships and the people we surround ourselves with 
if they don't do our souls well, that they can't stick around. We have to build boundaries. You got you guys have heard me talk about some friendships and relationships, and I'm gonna do podcasts on that. Um, some friendships and relationships that didn't do my soul well because they were not they they, they were just they were not they were not reciprocal and they were self-serving and they just didn't do my soul well like it was causing more harm than it was good why is it that we hold on to things that cause us harm i remember one time um my little brother i <laughs> there was this friendship that i just kept chasing down chasing down chasing down chasing down and he said to me he said jess why are you doing this he said, this friendship is like broken glass, but you are picking it up with your hands. And every time you pick it up with your hands, you are getting cut. He said, logically, we do not pick up broken glass with our hands, but we sweep it up and we throw it in the garbage. And he says, but this thing is broken. It's shattered, but you keep using your bare hands to pick it up. And I was like, OMG, that is so true. How many relationships for us are like broken glass, but we keep picking it up. We keep going back, even though it's not well for us. It's not good for us. (laughs) You know, sometimes when we say that person brings out the worst in me, think about it, sit with it, listen to it. If you're around a group of people that do not bring out the best in you, the best parts of you, the best version of you, they don't correct you and cover you and love you. Those are people that need to be cut because they are not good for your soul. They're not good for you. They're not good for the core of who you are. And if Christ cannot get to and heal the core of who we are, he cannot use us the way he wants us to. I am, I, I, and I've admitted this on recent podcasts that I can be somebody who is very impressionable, meaning I have to be very mindful of the people that I have around me because I'm impressionable, right? I'm, I can be easily influenced. I'm not going to lie. As much as I'm an influencer, I influence others. I can also be easily influenced. And so I was going through a period of my life where I had two sets of friends. I was one way with this set of friends and I was one way with this set of friends. And God, God said to me, Jessica, I cannot use who you pretend to be. I cannot use who you pretend to be. And I was like, wow, so I'm pretending. Literally, I'm pretending. I'm not even myself. I do not know who I am. And so God had to cut me off from those friends because it's as though these associations were not serving me. They were not serving my purpose. They were not serving who I am and who God called me to be. And so it's important that one of the ways that we practice self soul care, sorry, is being mindful of the relationships and the people that we surround ourselves with. If they don't serve our souls, if they don't do our souls well, they cannot stick around. We have got to build boundaries. And I mean, some of those people may not be friends. Some of those people may be siblings. Hey, some of those people may be parents. Some of those people may be auntie and uncles, right? And of course, that's hard. You, it's very hard to to cut those kind of people off because they're your family. But there's about building boundaries, building emotional boundaries, protecting your peace. And that is why it's important to know how you feel. If some if somebody said something that didn't make you feel good, then it's important that you are mindful of how you feel when you are around somebody so you can build boundaries or limit your time with them or whatever the case may be but it's important that when we're finding community that we are around people that actually protect our peace and not our surface peace but our real peace we're finding people that protect our 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 joy you know i'm saying that people that steal our joy okay um Another way that we, we, we practice soul care is to unplug. We need to unplug. 
especially in this time, unplug from the news, unplug from social media, unplug. It's important to disconnect and to unplug. For many of us, we're literally like hamsters on a wheel. We're just going and going, or or more maybe like the Energizer Bunny. We're going and going and going and going and going. We need to unplug. We need to just just be, like, just be, like, just 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 be. Jesus unplugged all the time. Jesus unplugged all of the time. He went away. The scripture says that he went and he sat and he communed with the father because he knew that he needed to unplug. Even if we go back to the other point around being mindful of the relationships and the people that we have around. Yes, (laughs) I hear the Lord saying you cannot expose yourself to everyone. Jesus did not expose himself to all of his disciples. When he was going up onto the Mount of Transfiguration, he exposed himself, the the deepest depths and the deepest core of himself. He exposed himself to who? I think it's Peter, James, and John, the three. He exposed himself to only three of his closest friends, right? And so we see the example of Jesus and he unplugged. He said, you know what? I'm going to unplug. I'm going to go and sit with the Father. And so it's important that we are unplugging. We are un- we're unplugging from from the news, right? Because right now in this in this time and 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 and, and in this season, even just in general, not just in in this time in the season, there's so much happening, right? And so we want to make sure that we're not allowing the news to leave a stain. That's what I call it, a stain on our souls. We unplug from social media unplug 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 there's so much honestly be, social media is good because that's how i was able to connect with you guys yes um but social media also has its cons because social media has allowed us to have surface emotions and it also has desensitized us to so much look at this uh if you scroll through your social media feed you will see maybe somebody who died. You're like, oh, rest in peace, my bad. Then you go down a couple a couple scrolls later and you see a funny meme. Then you scroll down and you may see something sad again. You're like, oh, my bad, oh, so sad. Or you scroll down again and you see something else about um, this happened or that happened. Emotional regulation is off, fam. It's off. Because why? It, our emotion don't have emotions don't have time to settle because here we're seeing something happy. We're like, oh, we're happy, and oh, we're sad, and oh, we're confused. And it's important that we unplug. It is important that we unplug. If we stay too connected to social media, then we're not really being able to fully connect to the source, who is Christ. So it's important that we unplug. Talking about unplug, <laughs> shameless plug, we have our retreat coming up in August. You gotta be there, August seventh to the ninth. I'm really hoping that Corona doesn't spoil things for us. In Jesus' name, let's just say a prayer. Father God, don't allow Corona. Corona gotta go. Corona gotta go. Rona, you gotta go because we need to have our unplug women's retreat August seventh to the ninth. In Jesus' name. <laughs> Okay, the last one, the last one. Another way in which we practice soul care is to find solitude. You need quiet time. Quiet time is imperative. It is important to soul care. Because if we are always in the hustle and the bustle, if we are always in the noise, when do we have time to hear the still small voice, right? When Elijah um, was in his, his season or his time of depression and he was in the cave. The scripture says that, you know, a loud, like, you know, different loud things came, an earthquake, an earthquake came, a, the wind came, the, the, all these different things came, but God didn't speak in those loud moments or in those loud things. He spoke in the still small voice, right? And he said, Elijah, what are you doing here? And so it's important that we find solitude we need to find solitude. We need to, to make sure that at some point in the day that we are um, maybe pretend, maybe preferably for me uh, personally, I make sure that it's at the beginning of the day because that might be the only solitude and unplugged time that I have. Um, but I make sure that I'm taking five to ten minutes of quiet time to literally sit with myself. 
to sit with myself. It's so important that we are sitting with ourselves and we have an understanding. Look, that is how you get to know yourself better. Pete Scazzaro said in this book, the more that you know yourself is the more that you know God. Isn't that powerful? Ah, I felt the Holy Ghost on that. The more that we know ourselves is the more that we we have an understanding of our God. Listen, God did not create us tripartite just for us to pay attention to our spirit and to pay attention to our flesh, but not attend to our soul. So it's time to attend to our soul. It is imperative that we attend to our soul. All right, guys, so this is the end of Soul Care. No, I'm lying. This is the end of Intro to Soul Care. The end of Intro to Soul Care. I'm excited about next week's podcast. Uh, Next week, we will be talking about how are you. I'm excited about that. We're going to be talking about how are you. Um, I'm excited to, to carry you or not carry you, but guide you through this journey of soul care because it is a powerful, powerful journey. The scripture says that that, that God wishes that our soul will prosper. This is how, how our health prospers. So that's exactly what the scripture says. The scripture says just is how our health prospers. So how we are in good health. You know, things are going well in other areas of our lives. He also wants our souls to prosper. Jesus wants our soul to prosper, y'all. He don't want us to be out here with our souls not prospering. There is God is intentional. He didn't make us a certain way just because. He is intentional. All right? I love you guys so much. I really pray this is a blessing to you. Please, I beg you, leave me a little subscribe, no? Not subscribe, review. <laughs> Leave me a review. Let me know how this was for you. If you've listened to other podcasts, go back. Leave a review. Um, I would love to hear from you. I'd love to connect with you. Please feel free to slide into my DMs. Please feel free to send me an email. I want to connect with you. I actually do. Um, I'm all about personal touch. I'm all about um, being able to touch God's people and to connect with God's people in an intentional and meaningful way. All right, guys, God bless you. I love you so much. Thank you for listening to another episode of the She Speaks Truth podcast. Always and forever speaking God's truth over you. Take care, y'all. Peace out.